To the August 27th edition of Liberation Station. I'm your host, Chris Steiner, and in the studio with us again, we have joining us the erudite and educated on arcane matters, Dennis. How are you, Dennis? Hello, folks. 
And uh, we're going to be talking tonight a little bit about more about the health care issues and uh, government-administered health care, the government option, public option, as they also call it, um, that, uh, of course, is no longer on the table. But uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the mishaps in the uh, VA system tonight, uh, some of the um, oops, oh, we're just so silly, as Joyce Riley would say. <laughs> oops, oh, we're, so, oh, we're just so stupid. Lessons learned. We'll, we'll learn not to uh, do things like send out uh, 1,200 uh, notices to uh, some of the VA uh, vets uh, saying that, uh, you, oops, we, you have Lou Gehrig's disease. You have amyotropic lateral sclerosis, and, and so you are... Uh, you're a terminal um, sorry we just want thought you ought to know uh, letting you know by mail and then it turns out that uh, that was uh, supposedly it just came out two days ago the result of a coding error coding mishap where uh, really they have ms and and uh, and so they only two of the people caught it though and the va also just uh, got caught not sterilizing uh their instruments uh some of the instruments used to do colonoscopies and that was here in florida too here in florida am i right yeah and uh, it seems like uh, we have a pattern of uh, infections going on deliberately um you know history well florida has a wacky history that's florida for you but uh i was wondering uh i, I guess we'll have to ask our uh, our producer, when he uh, gets off the off the phone and for on the news station, that uh, I meant to ask him, but uh, maybe I should have I should have asked him before the show. So uh, there's a new station coming up, and that'll be an announcement. But uh, yeah, the H HIV was spread to over a thousand vets because they were using uh, colonoscopy instruments that had not been sterilized. So this is deliberate murder, if you ask me. Another example of uh, of the sickness care system just making more repeat customers you could say and in, in order to make more profit ultimately uh, and at the expense of suffering well, the positive note that 21 million dollar bonuses went out to the va uh administration yeah yeah that's so they're uh, getting something right yeah they they got a they got some bonuses the va had have some bonuses here that's one of the stories that we're going to cover a whole bunch on the va and and Obama speaking to the VA, uh, the, the veterans of foreign wars. Uh, yeah, I see that we have Bill uh, and Jay. If uh, you'd hold on just a moment, we'll just uh, get right to you and give out the phone numbers here. In Pinellas County, you can reach us at 727-441-3000. Toll free, you can reach us at 866-826-1340. That's 866-10-1340. And uh, the Altel free call is star 1340 if you're an Altel cell phone customer. So uh, who do we, we have? Uh, let's see. We have Jay from Largo on uh, on the line. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, good evening. Hi, Jay. I like, your, I like your program, and uh, I like your shirt. What's that say? End? End the Fed. In the Fed, I, I, I like that shirt. Mm -hmm. I, I, I wondered if I could uh, have a few minutes to talk about uh, that. There's new legislation that uh, will be brought to the con, you know, so they can vote on it. Called the Emergency Unemployment Compensation Act of 2009, Legislation Bill 3404, which is going to be put forward by Congressman uh, Jim McDermott from the state of uh, Washington. Okay, sure. Yeah, tell us about that. Update us on that, if you would. Well, uh, as you may not be aware, you know, there's been many unemployment uh, things passed. There's been two passed by uh, under President George Bush Jr. and then Obama 
uh, passed uh, a $25 a week paycheck. Then they had passed an extended benefits, and now extended benefits are running out for most uh, people in, in America. So uh, this uh, congressman, Jim McDermott, uh, who's the head of the uh, Ways and Means Committee, and uh, who's a congressman from Washington, is going to propose a, a legislation bill 3404, Emergency Unemployment Compensation Act, uh, 2009. So if you would, uh, if you'd like to contact Jim McDermott and say, hey, you know, you know, help get with uh, Charlie Crist, uh, 202-225-3106. Uh, Jim McDermott, Congressman Jim McDermott from uh, Washington. What What do you think about people getting more unemployment? Well, it seems uh, like uh, unemployment is or welfare or uh, social programs are a necessary evil until uh, we have a, an accountable national monetary system. Uh, but uh, it seems like, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a double-edged sword, but certainly at this point in time, there's there's such a un- high unemployment rate that uh, is, is being um, mis- uh, or I should say underestimated. Uh, I was about to use a Bush's in there, misunderestimated. <laughs> She's got me doing it now. But, uh, yeah, just like he tried to reclassify, uh, manuf- or may say that uh, making burgers was manufacturing. Well, sure, we're putting together a burger and we're assembling it with this piece of pickle and this tomato, and, and there you have a burger. And it's, uh, it's something that uh, they just fudge the figures on. That's just another old example, just one that we found out about. But, yeah, uh, the unemployment rate is, is certainly much higher than, than we're being told. It, it uh, and it's it's something that I, I haven't researched uh, this HR thirty four oh four, but um, uh, I'll certainly look into it. And, and uh, sounds uh, like something that uh, you know, if you're allowed to, uh, if you're allowed to get more unemployment as the as the system uh, collapses, perhaps if people learned how to how to spend it um, wisely on on the survival things, that's what I would recommend. But uh, off, more often than not, I'm afraid can that I, make I, people. Can I? Can I? Can, can I suggest a music uh-huh. piece open every time you talk about the un- uh, Emergency Unemployment uh, Compensation Act 2009? Well, first, I, I wanted to mention that I just didn't, I was afraid that it might encourage some people to not uh, work as much as they <laughs> seek work as much. So. But you can yeah, play uh, the p- piece from uh, Cocktail where uh, Tom Cruise is, you know, he's holding the umbrella and he goes, you know, the guy who made this is a millionaire. And, you know, and then that other girl picks up the something. Well, the guy who made this is a millionaire. You know, something like that. That'd be kind of cool. Well, productivity is the basis for everything, and it seems money has become the product, and, and that's the whole basis that we're just shifting money around. That's a, the whole basis for all these profits that Goldman Sachs and J.P. Morgan, and and, the, and they're just uh, soaking us, and now, now we find out that they're the ones doing the best, the ones that got the bailout. Yeah, but, the, uh, if you if you looked at today's news headlines, uh, it was it Jay, right? Yes, yes, sir. Did you notice the, uh, the official announced... Um, tally or unemployment rate is at 16%. Does anybody other than you or me or anybody out there actually believe that figure as though it were correct? Uh, that thing is way too low. It, it's Realistic figures have to be way higher than that. I mean, they're not even factoring in. Even according to 1986, there was a change in the rules and how they factor that. And what they do is they just drop off the people who have been unemployed mm-hmm. for a long time and those who have just plain given up because they're frustrated. But see, American American people's minds, all they know is, is if you have a dead baby, you'll get on Nancy Grace. Okay. <laughs> yeah, basically, you know. That, I mean, if you look, right? Does, if it bleeds, uh, it do leads. you think that uh, uh, our minds are kept on uh, uh, sports, 
uh, alcohol and sex. Well, that's the only good news, I guess you might say, that's out there. There's, uh, that's the only diversions that, they, that they'll give us as a substitute for good news, and there's lots of good news going on. Is it true that, that's what the, that I've heard that that's what the Germans did? Well, that's the opium of the masses. Actually, that goes all the way back to Rome, the, the bread and circus approach. Right. Wow. Exactly. Yeah, well, you know, the well, collapse actually, of Rome. Well, it goes before that. It's long before that. I mean, it was, hmm. it was always understood of uh, every society by the, uh, the guardian class that you control the masses. You keep them from getting to a point where they can riot by effectively throwing things at them. It's a, a, a form of uh, control. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, there, there's a balance that needs to be uh, obtained. But, um, you know, like I'm going to get into some good news here. So I appreciate your call, Jay. I hope you get a call from uh, one of the, the new Little Rock, uh, Arkansas station. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm here. They're working on the transmitter uh, right now with that or something. <laughs> I'm not, oh, something went wrong know. with the transmitter. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I didn't want to. I didn't mention. I'm, I'm surprised you knew about that. I, I didn't want to mention that until it was official, but uh, I'm not even sure if it will be at this point. But, um, yeah, thanks, Jay, for the call. I appreciate you bringing up the, that bill, and we'll look into it and cover it in the future if, if, uh, if it uh, ties into some more of the uh, news here that um, I think is, is relevant with the Federal Reserve that we need to uh, get rid of as a priority over, over welfare. And I'm, I'm so glad that so many people have, um, have uh, already co-sponsored H.R. 1207, and uh, Ron Paul is, and uh, Dennis Kucinich are, are also co-sponsors, or Ron Paul is a sponsor of the bill. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's a, there is a uh, judge... Here, a uh, federal judge, and the, this decision is being appealed, but it's it's still good news. Uh, the Federal Reserve is, is appealing. A uh, judge having ruled that uh, the Fed has to disclose who uh, received the uh, trillions in bailout money that Bloomberg News has reported uh, over $14 trillion now. And uh, before I do, um, I want to give out the numbers again here in Pinellas County. You can reach us at 727-441-3000. That's 727-441-3000, toll-free, 866-826-1340. That's 866-826-1340. And the website is theliberationstation.com. That's theliberationstation.com. And uh, I uh, also need to mention that uh, upcoming in in our uh, next edition, uh, September 3rd, we will have joining us a, a, we'll have a, joining us a guest on gardening, Willow Lamont, and uh, she's out of Valrico, Florida. She's a folk herbalist and longtime organic gardener. Uh, she does not have a website. She's not on the web, but um, we'll find out more about her if you'd like to uh, find out more about her and her uh, Willow Herbal Delight Gardens. We'll give out this number on the next show also, or you can uh, just look at look up what I'm about to give you on the website under show guests at theliberationstation.com, then just go to show guests, and uh, you can uh, reach her Willow Herbal Delight Gardens at 813-643-7285, and uh, reach uh, folk herbalist uh, Willow Lamont, who's going to be speaking with us next week about such things as uh, safe composting and and gardening, um, how to use beneficial insects, uh, complementary herb, or, uh, herbs that are plants that uh, are companion planting is the term, and uh, quite a few uh, issues, um, or quite a few uh, herbs that are good for uh, health issues, perhaps. 
Uh, but getting back to the story here, some uh, good news. Uh, some of the best news I've heard in a long time here is is uh, is uh, this. Uh, <clears throat> let's see. That I'm, I was clicking on the wrong story here. Okay. Here we have um, a, a lawsuit uh, requiring that the, the, the transparency and change that Obama promised as Bernanke is reappointed as Fed chief. Uh, this article, Judge Orders Fed to Disclose Who Received Bailout Trillions by Paul Joseph Watson from uh, August 25th on PrisonPlanet.com. And uh, this, uh, this is excellent news. It's very uplifting news that uh, someone... A uh, federal judge would have a the spirit of freedom and still uh, very much alive, and uh, hopefully we'll keep a track on uh, them and their families to make sure that and pray for their safety. Well, uh, come on. You don't really think that's going to actually accomplish anything. If it was, it wouldn't be allowed. I, I have no faith in that. False hope, you think? Well, oh, yeah. That's a well, false hope among false hopes. Well, Dennis, I they'll th- they'll give us okay. they'll give you still give, give you something on it, you know, but and you'll be like, oh, they're gonna tell us. But how many? Any time you have the Senate investigating something, it's just there for grandstanding, and nothing gets accomplished except somebody makes. It's like uh, Arlen Specter, he's going doing uh, town halls in Pennsylvania where he's from, and mm. is anything coming out of that positive? No, he's just grandstanding, trying to make people. Maybe he's up for re-election. I don't know. And uh, at that, um, as they're calling, I should stop calling them town halls and call them like city councilors. <laughs> well, at least his was a town hall, but some of them are right. council meetings. And, and uh, well, d- you know, how, did you see how he says, well, let him go after the man was already walking out. He said his piece. And, and uh, yeah, and the YouTube I video, you, you didn't see that. Yeah, Arlen Specter was telling the goon to let him go. We'll allow this dissenter to be free. I mean, he's no threat to us anymore. And, yes, and, we got him out of here. He must mm-hmm. not be a problem. No, Johnny McCain did that uh, yesterday, too, with uh, some lady. He actually said, oh, I'm sorry, mister, you're going to have to calm down or you're going to have to be evicted. And apparently they had the lady evicted from the security camp and took her away. Oh, my. <laughs> Gosh. Like, yeah, Johnny, McCain. not the way to restore your popularity. Even though the mm-hmm. crowd there was applauding, that's not going to help you. Well, yeah, he doesn't even want the torture photos to be released, and uh, he agrees with Obama on that for some odd reason. John, that's another bomber you just crashed. <laughs> yeah, another After how many? Yeah, yeah, John McCain, who uh, was given five planes to crash. Okay, well, well, anyway, getting back into uh, this, uh, this article uh, starting out, a New York district judge has ordered the Federal Reserve to disclose the destination of around $2 trillion in bailout funds after the Fed failed to convince the judge that the record should be exempt from the Freedom of Information Act. Uh, Manhattan Chief U.S. District Judge Loretta Preska rejected the central bank's argument that the records aren't covered by the law because their disclosure would harm borrowers' competitive positions. The collateral lists, quote, are central to understanding and assessing the government's response to the most cataclysmic financial crisis in America since the Great Depression, according to the lawsuit that led to yesterday's ruling, reports Bloomberg. Uh, this, uh, that's a quote reporting uh, Bloomberg News. The news outlet that originally filed the lawsuit, and uh, by the way, that the Bloomberg News ref, um, filed the lawsuit to uh, have the Federal Reserve reveal um, where they're spending this, these trillions of dollars, and you know this blank check that they've been given, they don't even want to answer as to where to whom they've wrote it. 
Uh, and uh, they said it was a trade secret. They said that uh, it's because they're a private organization, they can say that it's a trade secret. So uh, that's the Federal Reserve for you, acting like the private banking cartel that they are. That uh, That's another great reason to abolish them uh, for all the transparency we were promised during the election by the current president. Uh, and uh, continuing with the, with the article, citing the fact that the U.S. taxpayer is an, quote, involuntary investor, end quote, in the nation's banks, Bloomberg argued that the risks behind the $2 trillion in lending needed to be made public. Quote, when an unprecedented amount of taxpayer dollars were lent to financial institutions in unprecedented ways and the Federal Reserve refused to make public any of the details of its extraordinary lending, Bloomberg News asked the court why U.S. citizens don't have the right to know, end quote, said Matthews Winkler, the editor-in-chief of Bloomberg News. Quote, we're, we're gratified the court is defending the public's right to know what is being done in the public interest, end quote. The Federal Reserve and Ben Bernanke in particular have attempted to hide the destination of the bailout funds at every step of the way since Bloomberg first filed the lawsuit over nine months ago. I believe that was in November. Uh, I remember reading that. During a hearing on Capitol, on November of 2008, that is, during a hearing on Capitol Hill last month, Congressman Alan Grayson confronted Bernanke on which foreign banks had received around half a trillion dollars in credit swaps. Bernanke responded, quote, I don't know, end quote. Quote, half a trillion dollars and you don't know who got the money, end quote, asked Grayson. It's no surprise that the Fed is reticent to disclose who got the bailout fund since the man appointed by Henry Paulson to dole out the ill-gotten gains was none other than his fellow ex-Goldman Sachs executive, Neil Kashkari. This level of cronyism undoubtedly ensured that Bernanke and Paulson's bankster, gangster friends were, looked, were well looked after. So let's see if we understand this now. Uh, we have Bernie who made off with the money. Mm-hmm. Gave it to Mr. Cash to carry where? So that yeah. the next guy, and who's the next guy they, they put into this mix? Was a guy by the last, by the name of, was it Rob Neighbors? Yeah, These guys like are Rob in Neighbors, your face. Was, exactly. Is this even their real names? Mm-hmm. And, this is uh, so childish. Well, we have TurboTax Geithner. Yeah. Uh, the tax fraud who blames TurboTax for his his defrauding the IRS. Well, you can find out that the uh, paying your taxes to the IRS is is voluntary if you're a part of the super elite. And so that's that's a kind of um, a kind of a great example that that all these t- people, so many of these people, are also tax cheats with uh, conflicts of interest. And uh, and we need to know uh, just. Uh, Interjecting in this article, uh, we need to know, or I'm going to interject uh, that at this point that we need to know what's going on because the the FDIC is reporting that they need more money in order to be able to ensure all the bank failures. So uh, we're going to, uh, of course, uh, be bailing out more of these these uh, failed banks, uh, the lower level banks that are being eaten by the bigger ones. But uh, that's a whole nother story. Uh, but just finishing up this article, uh, Judge Orders Fed to Disclose Who Received Bailout Trillions, and we'll move on to an article on Geithner uh, with a little clip of him stuttering and stammering. It's his turn now to be put on the hot seat, although it's in an interview, not congressional hearing, uh, surprisingly, that he's, he's stuttering. Uh, we'll get to that in just a moment, but um, resuming this article... 
quote, President-elect Barack Obama, who in a September 22nd campaign speech promised to, quote, make our government open and transparent so that anyone can ensure that our business is the people's business, end quote, refused to comment on the story when contacted by Bloomberg, which is no surprise considering the fact that the man who guaranteed, quote, unquote, change has indicated he will not only follow the Bush administration policy of a socialized financial system, but radically expand it. Quote, we wrote in our original story on the lawsuit back in, uh, or pardon me, end quote, that uh, we wrote in our original story on the lawsuit back in November, that's referring to a prison planet story. Uh, let's see here, yes, uh, entitled uh, Fed Hides Destination of Two Trillion in Bailout Money. That was the uh, title of that story to which I'm uh, linking or referring on prisonplanet.com. Uh, that foresight has now manifested itself again today, with Obama set to nominate Ben Bernanke, one of the main architects of the bailout under Bush, as Fed chief for a second term. Now, how does this strike? Uh, how does this strike those of us who were promised uh, change? Maybe some of you Obama supporters out there. What do you think about? this so-called change that uh, Obama's bringing in. He's, he's channeling, um, he's, he's channeling, you could say, Bush uh, and Cheney. This, uh, we're going to get to that uh, this, uh, this past uh, August 17th in Phoenix, Arizona. He, Obama addressed the veterans of foreign war, of the veterans of foreign wars, and uh, he said that we need to clean out the, uh, the Taliban in Afghanistan or else we will suffer a new 9-11. That sounds just like something Bush and Cheney would say. Sounds like they're prepping us for something they're going to do yet again. Yes, yeah, they're conditioning us, exactly. Yeah, we're being they. conditioned for something. Something is, they're, they're going to do something, I mean. Yeah, you, you speak so cynically, Dennis, that you say they, well, as if Obama's a puppet. Is that what you mean to say? Or? No, I think of him as sort of the lint on the puppet. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, my, the lint on the puppet. Well, uh, maybe, maybe Cheney is the Wartime. puppet master with uh, these assassination squads that Obama's continuing under, that uh, that were exposed. Right. That are that Cheney began uh, and Obama. You know, these hit squads saying, "Well, we can hit um, terrorists, Al Qaeda terrorists anywhere in the world, and we can go after them." Just uh, as the uh, Israeli Mossad has announced, they can, they have a license to kill anyone in the around the world. So uh, you know, what do what do, I want to know? What do people think about uh, Obama uh, channeling uh, Mitt Romney uh, as uh, this is something that a, a true progressive, Webster Griffin Tarpley, who's the, the author of 9/11 Synthetic Terror, made in the USA. He warns. He warns about uh, this week in his past show. He's uh, he's saying that Obama is channeling Bush and Cheney on warning that we're going to suffer uh, another terrorist attack if we don't uh, attack the Taliban in Afghanistan. And then uh, Webster Griffin Tarpley, again, a, a true progressive from the left, who knows that um, much of this terrorism, including, uh, namely, 9-11, uh, is a inside job, or synthetic, in his own words. Well, he mentions that Ms. Mitt Romney, the uh, Massachusetts asset stripper, likes uh, Obama's plan to force all of us into an insurance plan. All of us need to buy into some type of insurance. And that's uh, something so Republican uh, Mitt Romney would, would also go for. So, uh, how, you know, do some of these people who, who are listening, who supported Obama, do you think, do you see the true differences uh, such as these between 
between uh, the candidate and, and the President Obama. You know, folks, you are so lucky that Mitt Happens didn't happen to us nationally. Yeah, <clears throat> and uh, and I don't see much of a difference, but uh, uh, we also, well, we've talked about the the differences or the uh, different examples of there's, there's really no left-right paradigm. They, they all brag about it in their writings, but um, I'm going to get back into this uh, mm. other interesting, uh, funny, uh, well, funny in a, in a bad way, <laughs> funny in, in a sad way that we have Tim Geithner uh, stuttering today and uh, or stuttering, uh, we'll, we'll play that from... Uh, that clip here. I'm going to send over to you, Lee, our faithful producer, if uh, you want to get this clip ready as I start out the article uh, from the Corbett Report. Um, this is uh, the the uh, article is entitled Geithner auditing the Fed is a quote line that we don't want to cross end quote. So that's the Treasury of the Secret uh, Secretary of the Treasury and. Uh, and he's saying that we don't want to audit the the private Federal Reserve. Why doesn't he speak for himself? Or well, I mean, I, obviously he is. He's speaking for his own interests. But why doesn't he? Uh, yeah, well, I guess the answer. I'm giving the answer kind of like in Jeopardy fashion. He's he's you're he's, actually, stu he's stuttering because he knows that he's not speaking for himself. Well, do you notice how when you corner these rats, they always speak in terms of we collectively, and you're always. The way they state it, you're always asking, well, who's this we? And it's it's always, we don't believe this, or we don't feel the American people are ready for, you know, why, why don't the people doing the interviews ask them, excuse me, stop, who is this we? It's don't you mean your office, your department? Editorial we. That's all it is. It's, yeah. it's, it's they're just uh, editorializing, saying that uh, me and my handlers yeah. are uh, telling me to say this because, um, and I'm, and they're they're stuttering and stammering so much because they're saying my my family, my my wife and my children and 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 my uh, mistresses and and my goldfish have all been threatened if I don't go along and try to tell the American people what's in their best interest still when they, they're really at this point just angering us more than anything because there are more and more Americans awake to the fact that, uh, that the Federal Reserve is, is a fraud. They're, they're uh, soaking us. They're devaluing and uh, inf devaluing the currency and inf by inflation. And, and uh, now it's uh, just such a, an accelerated, uh, it's just such an accelerated rate that there's no accounting. And, um, Sorry. Colonel Hogan, you will like what we are doing, and you will sit down. Let's cooperate. You will cooperate with these investigations, yeah? They're saying that uh, they don't want to, though. And that that's what makes me think that, uh, you know, if, if they were to just repent, if, if they were to stop, and, and by repenting, I mean make amends and say something like, well, we're just... Uh, we're just, uh, I was ordered to do this. We, mm -hmm. They were holding a, a ransom over my whole family. And, you know, if one or two of them would, would come out and, and do that kind of a thing. But, you know, they're speaking, whistleblowers. Speaking of that, did you see the article earlier this week? It came out that the CIA had basically threatened the family of, mm -hmm. uh, was it, oh, who's that third, the, the, the 19th terrorist, so-called 19th terrorist, uh, the guy they had in Gitmo. I can't think of the name of the guy that supposedly the guy... 
or the guy who supposedly was involved with the first World Trade Center bombing attempt. I can't think of the man's name. I'm sorry. They threatened his children. And yes. It came they... out this week. It was one of the articles I saw. It was on the Smudge Report or something. And, At any rate. And they, uh, did they, was this the one, uh, I can't remember his name. There's so many. Uh, that uh, that uh, the one who's tortured and he has the, this marks on uh, his privates that show the torture, that he is the, the scars. I don't recall reading that much detail into it. I okay. was flipping through the inter- interesting articles I was looking at. And I think it was Monday that it came out. Yeah, I'll have to. Uh, we'll have to go over that because uh, that's that's kind of um, interesting that we base so much of our foreign policy on extorted confessions and and uh, most uh, very often uh, we're either going to do this to your kids or do this to your privates or else mm-hmm. uh, you know if we, if you don't make the statement then uh, we're not going to give us a reason to go to war and and so uh, yeah, you know, we can't have that. Yeah, and or, uh, or that guy that got released last week, I think it was from the Lockerbie bombing. When you review the uh, details, there was very little evidence to convict the guy, but they convicted him. It was mostly circumstantial evidence for that guy that supposedly dropped the bomb on the airplane that blew up over Lockerbie, Scotland. Mm-hmm. That was in jail. They released him last Libyan, week. I think. Yeah, yeah, he was from Libya. And then he went home to a hero's welcome. Well, they, there was so, so very little evidence to convict the guy. It was scary that they did that. Even back then, they were in your face. But everybody, you know, they had the hype of the fact that, well, this airplane did blow up and all these people died. More people died on the ground from that explosion, I think, than were actually on the airplane. And they were doing whatever they wanted back then, so they had some reason to blow it up. But they they basically picked this guy out, and he was identified apparently because he... Well, who do you think was really behind that? Well, the Libyans believe that it was the most was the Mossad uh, 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 false flag operation. Really? Oh yeah, that's the been nerve. in the news. But I have, it depends. They don't. On what have, Libyans don't have terrorist acts committed against them. They're the, they're the, they only cause terrorist acts. I thought. Of course, yes, that's okay. right. They don't. You know, and now they. Well, actually, Muammar Gaddafi's yeah. coming to the United States uh, to go to New Jersey. I don't know if it's this coming weekend or sooner or later than that. Mm. Oh well, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh gosh, sure. Yeah. Okay, let's not get sidetracked here because yeah. you know we Sorry have so many it. bloody dictators uh, to associate that uh, um, we're, our we're, our uh, U.S. presidents have to associate with. I don't know. I actually uh, have to. I have to go back and reevaluate almost all world news from the last twenty years, given how we have been spoon-fed lie after lie after lie and ask myself, who are the real villains out there and who were the guys that were framed? I have to wonder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that Lockerbie uh, coverage is pretty uh, voluminous, by the way, if you want to check out uh, whatreallyhappened.com. They have a lot of good uh, articles I was seeing on there. Okay. Uh, how this uh, Lockerbie evidence planted by the CIA uh, story uh, is interesting. Um but uh, yeah, I just uh, well maybe we could save that for another time. Uh, how we we uh, think that all these acts of terrorism are um, you know that were that are blamed on uh, are really blamed on patsies, right? Uh, but uh, getting back into uh, this clip here, we're going to play here in a moment um, of uh, Tim Geithner. 
Uh, and uh, what you might think, or what do you think about the Federal Reserve being audited? Do you think uh, it's high time? Do you think, uh, you think Obama is selling us out uh, by uh, decreasing the number of bank regulators, for example, and, and that campaign promise where he promised to investigate the conflict of interest between the, the commercial banks and the investment banks so that we would uh, get to the bottom of this? He, he promised more regulations and uh, so that the, uh, the fact of the matter is he understands uh, the, the real problem here, and uh, he refuses to do anything about it, but he instead adds fuel to the fire by decreasing the number of bank regulators and suggesting that the Federal Reserve become uh, the arbiter of the uh, national banking charter. They get to decide what happens with all business and commerce, and, and uh, they're totally uh, without um, supervision, totally non-transparent, as transparent as lead. So... Uh, here we have uh, this article getting back into the uh, Corbett report, uh, this article by James Corbett uh, entitled Geithner auditing the Fed is a line that we, do, we don't want to cross. In an inter interview released today by Digg and the Wall Street Journal, Treasury Secretary Timothy Geithner was pressured about the growing popular movement to audit the Fed, spearheaded by a Texas Congressman, Ron Paul. And... Uh, and uh, if you want to reach us here in Pinellas County, we'd like to hear what you think about this move to audit the Federal Reserve and, uh, and the fact that it's being held up in committee is a shame. You can reach us here in Pinellas County at 727-441-3000. That's 727-441-3000. Toll free 866-826-1340. That's 866-10-1340. The website is theliberationstation.com. Continuing this article, a visibly uncomfortable Geithner attempts to dismiss the question by stating, quote, I'm sure people understand that you want to keep politics out of monetary policy, end quote. When Geithner is again pressed on the issue, he makes the stunning assertion that conducting an audit of the Federal Reserve, something never before done in its 96-year history, is a, quote, line that we don't want to cross, end quote, proclaiming that such a move would be quote, problematic for the country, end quote. Sounds like a threat to me, your humble host. Continuing with the article, watch the interview in the player below, and then we'll, uh, we'll play that and we'll continue with the article. I'm Alan Murray with the Wall Street Journal, and I'm here at the U.S. Treasury Building with the man of the house, Treasury Secretary Tim Geithner, uh, conducting a dig dialogue. Secretary Geithner, thanks very much for being here. Nice to see you, Alan. Uh, I, I think you know uh, how this works. I'm merely a prop in this exercise. Uh, my job is to ask the questions that have been offered up by the dig online community. There were thousands of questions proposed, and then uh, members of the community voted on those questions. I'm going to ask you the top 10. First one came from Borez, uh, B-O-R-E-Z. These people don't always uh, use their uh, real names, but that's his dig name. 1,134 digs. Why has the Federal Reserve Bank never been audited? You know, the, the Fed actually is subject to very compre comprehensive oversight by the Congress, by a series of external auditors. And it does play this very important role in the system, and that requires that Congress have the ability to do a very careful review of how it conducts its operations. But very important, as I'm sure people understand, that you want to keep politics out of monetary policy. And uh, there are good reasons for that. You know, we went through centuries of financial crisis. 
in the United States, at least two, before the Fed was established. Those crises were in, produced in part by the fact that we didn't have a central bank that had independence, ability to deal with these kind of things. And you need to keep those kind of things away from you know, political influence that can compromise uh, the effectiveness of policy. But as this shows, there clearly is a group of people out there that feels very passionately about this. Uh, the third question on the list was 712 digs was from Moto Bike Man, who said, what is your position on Ron Paul's House Resolution 1207, which, as I understand it, calls for a comprehensive audit of the Fed? Why does this persist uh, if, as you say, the Fed is already fully audited? Well, the Fed, Fed is dramatically more transparent than it was, is subject to very comprehensive oversight and audits. But there are certain things about what the Fed does that, again, you need to make sure that you preserve as independent of political influence. And that line is in a line that we don't want to cross. And I think that even, even the sponsor of that bill recognizes how important it is to us to have the Fed independent of politics. And I'm sure many of the people concerned about the Fed's role in the system will understand that it would be problematic for the country if you let uh, politicians come in and uh, shape conduct a monetary policy in the country. You don't want to cross the line, but do the, does this kind of concern indicate that maybe the line needs to be moved, that maybe well, the, the Fed needs yeah. to be more transparent right. than it's been in the past? Yeah, I do. I think it's very important, and I think this chairman has been, uh, has gone a long way to open up the workings of the Fed so that people can assess them. And remember, what the Fed does every day, people can see and they make their judgment about whether they're having the right impact in terms of making sure we're sustaining growth with low inflation. The, that Those actions uh, you know, are subject to the test of the market, public opinion, really every day, every hour. You can see, people can judge for themselves whether the Fed is doing what it's supposed to do under the laws of the land. Well, some of them clearly don't like what they see. Uh, the ninth question on the list was from Zwendkas, uh, 357 digs. Uh, he, he wrote, uh, you are a member of the Federal Reserve. I think he meant you were a member of the uh, Federal Reserve, a group that so thoroughly mismanaged our monetary policy that they helped create a massive housing bubble because of the foolish loans and speculation enabled by low interest rates. And then you were involved in a horribly mismanaged bailout that hasn't freed up credit markets and can't even amount for account for all it has spent. Why are you running the Treasury Department was the end of the question. How do you respond? And that was number nine on the list. I'm running the Treasury because the President asked me to do it, and the Senate confirmed me for that position. What the, you know, this is a terrible mess we're in as a country, and this crisis had a lot of causes. One of the causes was that monetary policy around the world was too loose too long. Interest rates were too low, and so you had was too it just much. a misjudgment by the Fed? Well, again, the Fed moved to tighten interest rates way ahead of other countries, but as the Fed tightened, most countries around the world still kept interest rates very low. And you had this huge increase in wealth around the world creating resources that were looking for op investment opportunities. And that money flowed into the United States and pushed down long-term interest rates even as the Fed tightened. And that did help contribute to the housing boom we saw. But that boom we saw here was, was present in many countries around the world. It was a broad uh, global um, monetary policy judgment that helped produce that. But that was not the only thing. You know, we also had very systematic failures in supervision and regulation that allowed a huge amount of leverage to build up, risk to build up uh, outside the traditional protections and constraints. And, and those misjudgments by people running financial institutions and those failures in supervision brought this economy to the edge of collapse. Some people do wonder why, given this history, 
it makes sense now to give more power to the Federal Reserve as your yeah. financial reform bill does. Yeah, I want to go back to the first part of the last part of that question, though. Um, people have want to look back over this crisis with, with the benefit of a little more perspective and make judgments about what we got right, what we got wrong. We did not move soon enough to put in place power, powerful enough measures to contain the damage of this crisis. We waited too long. We came into the crisis without adequate tools, not just to prevent crises, to prevent this kind of buildup and leverage excess risk taking we saw, but to contain the damage of failure when it happened. Those were tragic mistakes. That, that's what made this crisis so much more damaging than it should have been, and that's why it's so important that we pass regulatory reform financial reform that gives us better powers to prevent crises and to manage them better. And that will require changing a lot of things. Uh, another question or another institution that's very much on the mind of the DIG community is Goldman Sachs. Uh, Larry JR88 asks, this is the second question with 728 DIGs, he asks, uh, Goldman Sachs is a large profit-seeking company which you were are a part of, isn't it a conflict of interest to funnel tax dollars into this private company using your new position as Secretary of the Treasury, keeping in mind that you and your old buddies benefit monetarily? Uh, maybe I'm mistaken, but isn't this a textbook example of political corruption? Were you ever employed by Goldman Sachs? I have never worked for Goldman Sachs. In fact, I have spent almost my entire professional life since I left school working in the public sector as a public servant. Do you own any stock in Goldman Sachs? I don't. Uh, so Do you, have you ever done any work for Goldman Sachs, been no. paid for Goldman Sachs anymore? So, <laughs> no. so where does this... You know, I, it's like the thing about our age. You know, these things get some salience in currency. It's kind of crazy. Uh, but but it, it does demonstrate a really important thing, which is it is very important that people understand that the people that hold these jobs, people that work in these positions, need to be held to the highest standards of integrity and we would never ever have people in these jobs who would do anything for the benefit of an individual company or individual firm and that is a very important but, obligation that all of us have. But that's a, that's a serious question that lies behind this. There's another question here. It's the fifth question from Key THB uh, with 579 digs. It says, how do you feel about the revolving door between high job positions in the Treasury Department and Goldman Sachs? You worked for Bob Rubin, who ran Goldman Sachs before he was Treasury Secretary. I, was, I worked for him as a civil servant at the Treasury. But while he was Treasury Secretary. Well, and while he was Treasury Secretary, not, not at Goldman Sachs. Not at Goldman Sachs, <laughs> right. Uh, you, uh, Hank Paulson was your predecessor was. as Secretary of the Treasury. He ran Goldman Sachs. Steve Friedman, who was co-head of Goldman Sachs, was the chairman of your board. At my you, request. At your request at the New York Federal Reserve Board. I think you have some Goldman Sachs, your chief of staff. Uh, was a lobbyist for Goldman Sachs. Uh, clearly, this makes some people nervous. These are, let me just say, th these are deeply honorable men, great public statesmen, willing to come serve their country in very challenging times and did exceptionally good things for the country. It's very important to recognize that. We're in a position where this government was forced to do exceptional things to save the economy from the brink of catastrophe. And the people of this country need to make sure we have people in these jobs here with experience in markets. So that as we negotiate with these firms to, make, to protect the taxpayer, make sure we're getting our money back, that we have people that understand these markets can actually understand them. So we will always be, as the Treasury has always done, we will always be looking to people with experience in the financial community, in business community, come in, in these jobs because that is important for the American people. And just one, one important fact, um, you know, we're making some progress in even already 
in walking back some of the broad investments the government had to make in the industry. And we're doing a relatively good job at earning a good return for the taxpayer. Just to give you one example, the average return we've had on the $80 billion of capital of investments the government made that we've now had repaid, the average return for us is roughly 16% an annual rate. That's about, a can you talk good, about the Goldman Sachs investment? In higher particular? than that. Higher than 16. I think the Goldman thing is in the, tw in the mid-20s. But uh, the important thing is that um, you need to have people in these jobs. These are complicated, difficult in any times. They're exceptionally difficult, complicated in a, in a crisis like this. And the American people need to have people here who understand and can negotiate effectively, can be the other side of things to make sure we're protecting the financial interests of the American people. Okay, but uh, <clears throat> key period last September, September 15th, Lehman Brothers is allowed to fail. Lehman, a major competitor of Goldman Sachs. Uh, next day, AIG is bailed out by the government. AIG was on the other side of numerous credit default swaps that Goldman Sachs was involved in. During that week, we now know that Lloyd Blankfein, the head of Goldman Sachs, was on the phone a couple dozen times with Secretary Paulson. He says he was on the phone some with you that same week. Uh, are you surprised that that gives people a sense of inappropriate contact between <clears throat> these institutions? Alan, like the things we've been through as a country, we still face, have made the American people just deeply angry and frustrated and skeptical about the quality of judgments made by this government. It's a completely understandable thing, and we have been forced to do just extraordinary things, and, and frankly, offensive things, to help save the economy from the risk of even more catastrophic damage. And that requires, and required us, in part because we had so poor tools coming into this, doing things that are going to be deeply unpopular. But we do them not for the benefit of any institution. And I am completely confident that none of those decisions that you refer to had anything to do with the specific interests of any individual firm, much less Goldman Sachs. Mm -hmm. But, but if, if governments in the crisis don't act, don't act to help repair a damaged financial system, don't act to provide stability and confidence, don't act to get credit flowing again, then what we face, we learned through history in the Great Depression, Japan in the 90s, what you'll see is much, much more damage. You'll see hundreds of thousands of businesses fail that should not have failed. People lose their incomes, lose their pension values, lose livelihoods, as you saw in the last part of last year. And the basic imperative, it's a moral imperative, not just an economic imperative, is that in a crisis like this, to protect people who are innocent of the mistakes that brought us to this place, to make sure that they do not suffer from the judgments of others, you have to do things to uh, provide stability and confidence and repair the damage caused by that. And that is the necessary thing to do for the country. Was the relationship between Goldman Sachs and the various agencies of government in any way inappropriate in your view? Not, not in my view, absolutely not. And, it, and it, it would ne we should never ever tolerate anybody in these positions ever doing something that would be judged as, as to benefit individual institutions. Okay, uh, question four, again from Zwendkos, 690 digs. You failed to pay some of your federal taxes in 2001, 2002, 2003, 2004. And that's just a little bit of Tim Geithner in an interview. We'll come back with a couple of uh, articles on the FDIC from today, uh, CNN Money and Smart Money, uh, saying that the FDIC is in trouble, needs more money in order to bail out all these banks that are failing. So uh, what do you think about the Federal Reserve getting audited now? You can uh, reach us at theliberationstation.com. And this is your host, Chris Steiner. We'll be right back.
The Federal Reserve is the private banking cartel, which is in charge of the U.S. monetary system. Listen to Thomas Jefferson as he gives a warning of what this institution will give to the United States of America. If the American people ever allow private banks to control the issue of their currency, first by inflation, then by deflation, the banks, which grow up and around them, will deprive the people of all of their property until their children wake up homeless on the continent their fathers conquered. Listen weekdays 9 to 10 for more details. WTAN, Clearwater, Tampa, St. Petersburg, WDCF, Dade City, Zephyr Hills, and Wesley Chapel, and KLRG, Sheridan, Little Rock, Arkansas. CNN Radio, I'm Paul Chambers. It's a remarkable story. A woman missing for 18 years after being kidnapped as an 11-year-old child in front of her California home has not only been found alive, Police say she has two children by her alleged kidnapper. El Dorado County Undersheriff Fred Collar says J.C. Dugard was kept in a hidden area of a convicted sex offender's home. The hidden backyard had sheds, tents, and outbuildings where J.C. and the girls spent most of their lives. There was a vehicle hidden in the backyard that matched the vehicle originally described at the time of the abduction. The tents and outbuildings in the backyard were placed in a strategic arrangement to inhibit outside viewing and isolate the victims from outside contact. The suspect tells CNN affiliate KCRA of Sacramento that he was relieved at being caught. Dugard's father is thrilled to hear his daughter is still alive. The body of Senator Ted Kennedy has arrived in Boston following a private service at the family compound in Cape Cod. Large crowds gathered along the streets to view the memorial motorcade, which traveled a 70-mile route. I wanted to turn out and pay tribute to the senator. He's done so much for organized labor and for, for all labor, organized or not. You know, for all working people. So, you know, we thought it fitting to come up, stand out today with the procession. Kennedy's body lies in repose tonight at the John F. Kennedy Presidential Library. The funeral is set for Saturday. Federal safety investigators want some big rule changes on how aviation traffic over New York's Hudson River is handled. It's a response to last month's fatal collision of a small plane and a sightseeing helicopter. Tropical Storm Danny is moving closer to North Carolina. We have a tropical storm watch currently in effect for parts of the coast of North Carolina from Cape lookout up to duck for the anticipation that uh, that area could see tropical storm force winds uh, sometime within the next 36 hours. Forecaster Robbie Berg says Danny is somewhat disorganized with top winds at 50 miles per hour. The most trusted name in news, this is CNN Radio. This is Downtown Dave. How would you like to be able to promote yourself, your business, or someone else's business for less than the cost of one 60-second commercial on many Tampa Bay radio stations? Here's the deal. You can have your own one-hour radio program on the Tan Talk Network for less than the cost of one 60-second announcement on many Tampa Bay stations. Your program will be on two Tampa Bay radio stations and will cover four million people in Florida, plus worldwide on the Internet in both audio and video, and you'll have a web link for your business on the Tantalk 1340 website. We provide the producer, the state-of-the-art equipment, free production of commercials, and much more. Check it out today. Call Lola O'Brien, the Irish Hawaiian, at 727-510-7622. That's 510-7622. Call Lola O'Brien now, 727-510-7622. Call now, and your one-hour radio program can start tomorrow. Call 510-7622 for Lola O'Brien, the Irish Hawaiian, at the Tantalk Radio Network. Our guest is Shelly Jaffe, the manager of Peter Gillum's Nutrition Center at 533 Cleveland, here in downtown Clearwater. Shelly, what are some of the changes that are going to be coming to Peter Gillum's Nutrition Center at 533 Cleveland? We have fresh juices, uh, 
fresh blended smoothies um, and salads, and mostly everything is organic as well. So. Wow, well, that's, that's quite a change. I mean, you always have sold the nutrition products, but now we're going to uh, a juice bar. Uh, and you said you're going to also have salads? We are. We're going to have uh, a base of baby organic greens, and you can either have mixed greens or uh, spinach. And we have uh, a number of different organic vegetable toppings, um, as well as no RBST, no hormone, um, blue cheese and feta cheese, and then also a, a selection of different nuts. And those toppings are only 50 cents. And you, know, you can build a, a beautiful organic natural salad. And then we also make our own salad dressings there um, for a very reasonable price. Peter Gillum Nutrition Center at 533 Cleveland, Corner Garden in downtown Clearwater. Uh, check it out. Let's Go Bowling, Tampa Bay's only bowling show brought to you by Langlo Bowl and Langlo South of Newport Ritchie. Heard every Tuesday drive time, 6 p.m. on these Tan Talk stations. Let's Go Bowling is out to spread the word about the number one family sport in the USA. Isn't it time you head over to Langlo Bowl and Langlo South with your friends and family to start having some fun? Let's Go Bowling does. Fabian Calvo. The fact is that the sewer pipe that runs into every home in America, that is the Hollywood leftist press. They are cheerleading this president, not holding them accountable to his deeds, and he is wrecking our country and thrashing our constitution. Now the fact is, both parties are to blame for the mess we are in today. It is up to you, it is up to us, all of us to put our Paul Revere hats on and do something about it and do something about it now. Fabian Calvo, weekday afternoons at 3 on Tantalk. This is Wayne Walton with the RedPillRadio.com. Our constitutional republic is under attack by globalist central bankers. During the Katrina tragedy, U.S. citizens were subjected to a gun roundup and a blockade of New Orleans. Unalienable rights given by God were suspended by the globalist George Bush. Oath Keepers is an association of currently serving military veterans and peace officers who will fulfill their oath to the Constitution against all enemies foreign and domestic. Go to OathKeepers.org to reaffirm your oath to the Constitution, not to tyrants. The Federal Reserve is the private banking cartel, which is in charge of the U.S. monetary system. Listen to Thomas Jefferson as he gives a warning of what this institution will give to the United States of America. If the American people ever allow private banks to control the issue of their currency, first by inflation, then by deflation, the banks, which grow up and around them, will deprive the people of all of their property until their children wake up homeless on the continent their fathers conquered. Listen weekdays 9 to 10 for more details. Welcome back to Liberation Station. I'm your host, Chris Steiner, and we have again joining us on the uh, on the <clears throat> in the studio here, Dennis. How are you doing, Dennis? Oh, uh, we're doing fun. Good to hear it. And uh, we we're just playing in the last hour some of the uh, some of the uh, latest happenings with uh, Tim Geithner and our monetary system as resistance to the auditing of the Federal Reserve. And we're not going to play the whole thing, but I uh, just wanted to play as much of it as possible to show how uh, uh, how deceptive he is, and uh, the the fact that he needs to speak for himself is apparent. Um, 
when he says that uh, it, that's a line that we don't want to cross and and uh, we don't want to, the American people to find out what's going on in their own system. What do you think about that, Dennis, about that clip that we were playing? I found it interesting how, in a nutshell, what he was saying in response was basically, you know, we're going to appoint the same type of people we've always appointed, so just get used to the idea and don't try to ask us to do anything different. I mean, he was very polite about it. But in a nutshell, he was saying, quit asking questions. It's not going to change. The only thing that might change is the person we put in there, but it's going to be the same type of person we've always had in there, so don't expect any change. Mm -hmm. And, uh, well, that was the message sent this week when yeah. we had Bernanke reappointed as the Federal Reserve Chairman. <clears throat> so uh, that's, you know, that's something that a change is really something that's a, a false hope at this point. No, it's change. They're just changing their mind about changing. <laughs> yeah, change is all you'll be left with. That's right. <laughs> Gosh, that's, that's exactly... Uh, but hey, hey that, that's also a good thing because change is, you know, coins... U.S. coins are the only thing that still actually have value. Yeah, the dollar, forget them. it. That's why we should start collecting them and hope you don't start asking questions. That's another yeah. hope uh, that uh, we have false hopes and their hopes are that they don't ask any questions. We don't, they don't, we don't find out where our money is being spent or uh, why uh, so much cash and credit is being printed up uh, but um, you know that's because mm -hmm. all the rats are jumping the ship that's why the country is being destroyed and they're the ones who think that they're going to uh, leave us holding the bag uh, fortunately uh, it seems like while these uh, wars are going on and while uh, the the fraud is going on and uh, we're able to to expose these things for the first time in history. So uh, you know, there's a, a great awakening, I think, going on with Obama's approval rating dropping so dramatically, even further than, uh, even faster than Carter's and another trilateral puppet, trilateral commission puppet. Uh, Carter and Obama share that in common, although um, it's, it's just, uh, it's uplifting that so many people are, learning the, uh, the the true nature of our new president and and that it's the same as the the same this uh, new boss is same as the old boss I think we should take a moment though aside and you just brought up a very important point and that is the CFR versus the trilateral commission and a lot of people out there we've got them scratching their heads now what are those terms what what do those mean well the CFR is the Council on Foreign Relations it's the US uh, equivalent of the Royal Institute for International Affairs. Now, they could not create such an organization in the United States. It would be too blatant that it was controlled by the British government. So what they did is they came up with a construct of the Council on Foreign Relations. But in every other country, almost every other country around the world where Britain had any um, outright influence, it was called the Internet, the Royal, Royal uh, Institute for International Affairs. Now, the Trilateral Commission is basically a different group whose objectives are to organize things in groupings, as it were, like United States has United States, Canada, and Mexico, the, uh, the North American North Union American and the Union. block governments like that. Block governments. And what you have are uh, other block government type uh, efforts around the world. And that's what the Trilateral mm -hmm. Commission is, except it's take the entire globe, break it into three distinct regions. And the groupings within the there are subgroupings within those. So, yeah, yeah, and the the Royal Institute of International Affairs is uh, from um, 
is based in uh, Germany and, and England is the model for the CFR. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they're both founded uh, to advance the Rhodes Scholars. Yep, Cecil uh, Rhodes and uh, Milner. Mm-hmm. Those of uh, umptuous rectitude and foist yeah. them into power. Right. <laughs> so, if so. you want, want to look up, look up umptuous rectitude, you'll find that uh, the Royal Institute of International Affairs wants to push up the, the uh, Rhodes Scholars. But, um, yeah, uh, gosh, the, the, there are so many Chatham House and so many other related uh, institutes. Tav- Tavistock Institute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Tavistock Institute. Uh, gosh, we could get off into so many angles on that. But it's interesting right. that, you know, since you mentioned those block governments and that back on uh, July 11th, I was just reading last night, I believe July 11th was the date that uh, Hillary Clinton addressed the CFR. And uh, being a CFR member herself, as Obama is a member, and uh, Michelle Obama, the wife, uh, uh, the, the first lady, uh, is a member of the uh, Chicago um, I forgot the name of it. Global Affairs, uh, of something. It's a, the Chicago branch of the CFR. Yeah, she was the president of it, mm-hmm. of that chapter. Yeah, for the Chicago chapter. And uh, when Hillary was addressing on uh, on the eleventh, I think perhaps it was August eleventh. I can't remember. Anyway, so she was addressing the CFR and saying it's so nice that her her uh, office is now only two blocks from the CFR, where she can get her find where to get her orders more easily and how, learn how we should view the future, come to view the future. I, I mean, I'd love to quote that some uh, or play that sometime, but mm-hmm. um, it was kind of grating, so I, I read the transcript instead. And she was also using the term interdependence. That's a term that uh, Obama used on July 4th in Cairo, Egypt. We mentioned that on the show, that they use the this term interdependence, like the, the CFR's writings, the Trilateral Commission's writings, the uh, Zbigniew Brzezinski, mm-hmm. And uh, Henry Kissinger, and um, well, I got a and, kick out. Uh, I, got, I got a kick out. And David Rockefeller. The, they, they all use yeah. these the term interdependence to say that these uh, block governments n- need to have their own type of industry. That you know, like customer service will be one block government for North American Union, and uh, another block government will be focused on another industry or resources uh, for African Union. And so there will be less likely if they're, that's their answer to a global conflict is interdependence or enforced interdependence. So that if they have a little, they have an oligarch or, or they have um, a plutocrat who decides he wants to break away, it'll be uh, much more difficult or he'll be uh, discouraged from doing so if he's interdependent. So that's how, uh, that's how their plan works. Well, uh, one, do we have a caller on the line? Yeah, we have uh, Frank and Largo on line one still, I hope. Uh, yes, I'm here. Hey, Sorry. Frank, how are you? <laughs> hey, uh, good evening, gentlemen, uh, Chris and Dennis. It's, uh, I hope tonight finds you both well. It does, thanks. Yep. And how are you? All right, uh, uh, doing good. Um, uh, good. Earlier you were talking about the uh, 20th hijacker. I believe his name was Zacharias Mersawi. Does that ring a bell? I think I don't know if that's the one I was reading the article about. Uh, uh, and then the guy who was tortured, waterboarded uh, repeatedly over, a, I think, a two-year period was Khalid Sheikh Mohammed. That might have been the person I was thinking mm-hmm. of. Yeah, and his uh, his children were uh, tortured. His I think his son and daughter. 
uh, were tortured and and he. Well, they threatened his they threatened. Uh, family, and then that's when he oh. uh, admitted to things like that didn't even happen until after he was incarcerated. Right. Yeah, he he threatened, according to his confession, uh, that he who's going to blow up the Plaza Bank building in Washington State, and that was constructed in uh, I think 2004. Plus, he killed Elvis and Roy Orbison and all those people too. <laughs> <laughs> and the Lindbergh baby, and yeah, that's it. He know. stole the Lindbergh baby, and uh, but the, yeah, this was a uh, this Plaza Bank building wasn't constructed until uh, after he was taken into U.S. custody. So I mean, he's confessing to things he couldn't have possibly done, and he was uh, he he was definitely he was admittedly waterboarded. Mm-hmm. So that shows that torture truly doesn't work. <laughs> no. Maybe you know maybe we should go back to old old fashioned types of interrogations where. We pretend to be their friend, and we, you know, take advantage of the Stockholm syndrome and and get on their good side rather than yeah. threatening them and just to base our wars on them. On the torture that, testimony. that always works better. Uh, I've had it used on me by um, the OSI and the Air Force uh, during a certain situation I was involved in, and um, uh, it's it's very enticing to tell them more when they're nice to you. I tell you, I tell you what, uh, I don't know if. Torture really achieves the goals that they're trying to achieve, or, or, or they say they're trying to achieve. Of course, they're they're trying to strike more terror and fear in, in everybody else by doing those things. And and you know, listening to that that Geithner uh, piece you guys yeah. played, where uh, he was claiming that the government was forced uh, to uh, act. Uh, uh, in an extraordinary way uh, that was deeply unpopular. You know, yeah, it was very unpopular. Uh, what was it, 95% of the public called up their uh, representatives telling them, no, do not do this banker bailout. Mm. You, that, that's pretty much how it went down, right, guys? Yeah, but did you notice also when there, his whole, the tone of his uh, his whole diatribe was, he's a parent, we're the children, and they're just explaining yeah. how they did it for our best interest. Yeah, and, you know, Dennis, I have to uh, agree with you uh, for the most part with the um, judge's decision recently. Uh, you're, you're probably right. It, it might not amount to anything, but, but in my eyes, um, it's another straw on the camel's back that is uh, beginning to bow the other way. And uh, now with uh, 282 co-sponsors, the 1207, uh, the uh, Federal Reserve Sunshine Act that um, uh, Ron Paul has introduced and its companion bill in the Senate, uh, I think the pressure is really turning up on these guys, and they're starting to crack. Oh, don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not suggesting we shouldn't make the effort. We definitely should. Uh, oh, oh no, I, yeah. I understand. Yeah. I just don't believe it'll come to anything because these people have been at it for so long. I mean, remember they created the first debt bubble, which was the Great Depression, in order. And they 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 caused the debt bubble to inflate, and then pop the bubble which was the Great Depression, and used that to, for their own means. They've done, it, they've done it again. They did it in the Roaring Twenties. They created the bu- debt bubble, and then they popped it. And they refused to issue credit. They refused they to issue credit. going to. They say, give us a blank check. We'll loan you back your money at interest. Right. Oh, well, actually, we're not going to loan you anything, or very little, if anything. And now they're doing the same thing again, except that in this instance, they don't have the same objectives. Their objectives this time are very different from what they were that they were doing in the Great Depression. This is the Greater Depression, and they're doing it world. What they accomplished in the United States in that era, they wish to accomplish worldwide in this one here, but they don't have the same requirements. And they also have that goal of, you know, reducing human population. 
that's a whole different venue we can go down but yeah yeah it's all, it's all instrumental in that um yeah i mean I, I try to look at the bigger picture and then reverse engineer what they're doing each case and some of the stuff you know even this week i think you chris i think you called into the power hour this week uh, on this issue where that the military is being or the navy is giving has been given a uh carte blanche uh, permission slip to do whatever experiments they want including using weapons using sonar and causing damage to the uh, marine life and everything all around the world and causing beachings they wanted to they're they're using their sonar and then yeah. um you know there's also the seismic air gun arrays that they bring around they yep. drag around behind them in order to uh find oil and that's an issue uh, of course around here they're trying to rush through the oil drilling and they don't tell you that they're going to have to find it by using these seismic air gun arrays in order to locate it through uh, some means of sonar and uh, that causes mass beachings of oh, yeah. of uh, whales and and dolphins of cetaceans so <clears throat> you know if you're going to start drilling for oil the first thing that shows up on your shore might not be oil it might be cetaceans <laughs> you know it'll be the oil in the form of blubber the original oil that was used in the 1800s so, i mean just just the way they do these things i mean they're doing it to the food supply on land in the air and now they're going to do it in the water so it's like they're trying to destroy all mankind's food supplies Exactly, and you know they also talked about on the power on the show you're talking about that it's right. destroying not just cetacean life but all microbial life, and it's uh, we're just paying to destroy uh, you know these destroy the earth with these ideas of these mad scientists. So that's uh, that's basically which, which they'll be able to survive because of their vast storehouses of uh, food and their seed banks and their underground facilities and and in their minds I'm sure they can repopulate the the world once. Once they've cleaned out all these poor people that are a scourge on the planet. Yes, I mean, it, to them, it's the unwashed masses, the uh, useless eaters, as it were. Remember, they're the guardian class, and we're the peons, the, the plebiscite, if you will. So we're in the way of their objectives. And like, what was that caller? I think his name was Jay. He was mentioning how far it goes back. Uh, I was trying to describe to him. He was, he, he was His view was that it only goes back... Uh, a certain distance well no actually rome and even before that had the bread and circuses and even before that you had it going on in egypt egypt understood the egyptian pharaohs understood they had an understanding of the equivalent bread and circus for their society and prior to that you had other societies so it's goes it, this goes way back a lot farther than people think this uh, this goes back i mean this is this has been an objective of theirs for a long time yeah, yeah how all else? the way back to those Babylonian mystery schools. The, oh yeah, the mystery Babylon, which um, <laughs> it's uh, coming to full fruition. It's it's amazing to to lay out a plan that takes centuries to unfold uh, to its completion. But um, it looks like they're uh, drawing to a, a close. Well, remember part of the part of the uh, the reason the Babylonian mystery school, and for those who are not familiar, the the in ancient day, ancient times, the mystery schools or the mystery religions were the schools were where you were taught the religions. It's where you were taught the mysteries of life, but it was always taught by the priests, and they were, at, in their day and age, they were the guardian class, or you would have the royalty. There was usually three groups: it was the military leaders, the religious leaders, and the social leaders. And the social leaders would be like a king or a prince, what have you. But the mystery schools, the Babylonian mystery school, the reason it was so able to 
to achieve prominence was that it absorbed all the others. Instead of simply trying to conquer them, they absorbed them. But they also had a larger foothold. And over the, over the centuries, they've absorbed all others. And they never really stopped. It has continued up until this day. And yeah, uh, Genghis Khan and his Golden Horde uh, practiced the same methods when they uh, swept across the land. They uh, conquered, and you were allowed to assimilate and even keep your religious beliefs, but mm-hmm. you had to bow to Genghis Khan. That's right. And his, uh, I think it was his grandson, Kublai Khan, uh, perpetuated that. But he wasn't as success- successful as Ganges Khan. Or, uh, as John Kerry would pronounce it, Genghis Khan. <laughs> A little uh, Kerry's on there. But um, <laughs> and then later on, that same approach was actually carried on through the kingdom of Khazaria, which was west of Mongolia. They actually, it was the same group of people that were driven westward because they were so warlike. They became the kingdom of what was Khazaria, but they kept the traditions, and they were the ones who actually introduced feudalism into Europe. I'm oh, sorry, we're going a little <laughs> further into history here than I had hoped, but... Well, now we have mass media leading up to the present day, and so oh, that's yeah. what allows everybody to be placated by uh, the lies of the mass media, and so the mass murder can continue. Their own, our own genocide will continue to fund our own enslavement, and uh, you mm-hmm. know it's the mass media that we uh, largely have to blame for not, uh, well, for fooling us into giving up our own self-preservative uh, instincts. That's true, but, you know, I I see a a rejection of uh, mass media uh, rising, and um, and I agree with you, Chris, uh, that there is a grand awakening going on, uh, thanks to alternative media sources and the Internet, and um, I I can see uh, the tide beginning to turn. People are talking and saying things that I meet every day uh, that they they weren't saying just three or four years ago. It's uh, really quite amazing to see this this occurring. Yeah, it is. It's really amazing to see people just keen uh, keenly tune in on the right topics that are who are just uh, becoming awake. Yeah, you could say, uh, f- for example, the Federal Reserve and the auditing of the Federal Reserve. It's amazing to see someone uh, who who uh, maybe a, a year ago had no clue what was going on and then tune in that. Uh, tune in, turn on, and figure out. Well, the Federal Reserve is a big, is the big uh, parasite, the big tick on our back. Uh, they're the ones who we need to knock off. And and then you have people in government saying, no, that tick is something that, like Alex Jones has made the example. You you need that tick to survive. You're, you'll die if you're if you if you <laughs> yeah. have this this blood sucking, five hundred pound mess of a monster. On your back, removed, and uh, you know, I'm sure we have, there's there are surgical procedures to do it, but uh, you know, it's not worth it. Just it's not worth all the turmoil, and that's basically all we get from that, like that Geithner testimony, or uh, we played uh, Bernanke also being interviewed and, and uh, nervously reacting a couple weeks ago. We played that, or uh, he was on Jim Lehrer's News Hour on PBS and and was being interviewed and saying that's something that. He, he believes the American people don't want to see. So uh, he's not speaking for us, and that's they're not speaking for us, and, and that's for sure. And the more they try to pretend that they are, the more they anger us, and uh, and yeah. that's what they don't understand. They're playing by the old rules. Yeah, and, and like Geithner, uh, you know, uh, telling us that, uh, oh, in the American public, they've gotten a return on the, uh, what, would he, what did he say, the $80 billion? Uh, and Meanwhile, $23.7 trillion has already been uh, shot out the back door. 
Uh, so, you know, what's 80 billion to them? <laughs> well, you know, another thing that struck me, it, it was in an earlier testimony by uh, Bernanke, and he had, he was basically stating, well, it's not real money because it's not really going to be costing the American people anything. When the, uh, when he was being grilled by uh, the representative from Florida, uh, what was his name? You would just Grayson? Grayson. Yeah, Alan Grayson. Yeah, if you remember, I think it was in that testimony or a, a similar testimony that Bernanke was forced to give, you know, when he was being grilled. He he was asked and his basic response was well you know it's not really going to cost the american people it's not like it's you know he wanted it's like he wanted to say well it's not real money which it really isn't i mean it's whenever the fed reserve creates money they literally create money out of fiat it's it's, it's a fiat currency we have now it's not it's like when a bank loans money for a home the fact that you're signing the debt is the creation of the very money they're loaning you you're accepting debt out of thin air when they loan you money what they get out of it is the interest and they when they right. when they loan you one now they can loan 10 times that amount elsewhere so you're saying that they create the principle they have the authority to create the principle to loan you based on your signature on that mortgage note right but they never create the uh, banking entries or the credit or the debits in the system for the currency uh, for the interest so there aren't. It's like musical chairs. There's always going to be somebody left without a place to sit. Every you know, and that's right. that means that all the chairs are going to the government control, or I mean, banker-owned government control. I should say Goldman Sachs or or uh, Chase or J.P. Morgan or uh, oh, what was the other one? We just looked it up. I <laughs> the other one who all these uh, who got the, so much of the bailout money. Mm-hmm. Well, the Fed Reserve does the same thing whenever whenever they loan. Essentially, when they loan. When the U.S. federal government wants to issue currency, they instruct the uh, printing office to print up an IOU first that's given to the Federal Reserve, which then takes the money printed by the printing office that's held by the Federal Reserve and then issues it. In other words, it tells the printing office, you print this amount of money, send that to the Federal Reserve for holding. We're going to give them an IOU. They will then issue it back out. That's how That's convoluted it is, and it's, it's actually a little worse than that, but in a nutshell, I mean, I'm trying to keep it simple, but it just... Well, it, it is more simple than that because the Federal Reserve actually owns the Treasury due to the uh, repeal in 1929 of the Independent Treasury Act of 1846 that mm-hmm. allowed the Federal Reserve to be incorporated. Um, so, you know... The, this has been going on for a long time. That the secretary is just really a mouth. The secretary of the treasury is a mouthpiece for the privately owned Federal Reserve, and he's right. going to do whatever they want. Oh yeah. I mean, in fact, if you look at the 1800s, you'll see uh, whenever they created central banks in, in Europe, it destroyed countries. And then what they do? They did the same thing over here. It was worked so great over there. Well, it worked great for the banksters of that day, which would be the uh, Rothschild Bank of England and some other. Uh, nefarious types that were funding all that and then they did it over here and then they made certain that they had us pass laws in the middle of the night to allow them to do it which was not really legal in the first place but they did it anyway well gentlemen i i really appreciate uh the the work that you're doing i i really love this radio show i'm feeling especially liberated tonight oh good and, for you um, I'll uh, have to uh, bid you both adieu, and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, next week's show. Yeah, thanks so much, Frank, for joining us. Yeah, thanks, All right, Frank. Guys, take it have easy. Good night. He definitely added a lot of uh, 
good points to the uh, conversation. Yeah, yeah. Frank, uh, Frank from Largo always is a great caller into a lot of local um, local talk shows. If you, you might recognize his voice, and uh, yeah, he's a he's um quite a uh, interesting fellow, and he has some perhaps some other uh, news. I think we'll uh, be learning from him soon. I believe uh, he's exposing me to some interesting research lately that uh, I'll talk about uh, in the uh-huh. future, uh, perhaps. Um, I'm just itching to talk about it, but uh, it's it's such a keen issue. I've talked about it. I've stopped. I've uh, touched on it before, but he's Frank has really taken it away. And Dennis, I wish I could tell you right now on the air exactly uh, what it was. You know what? It, sometimes here. anticipation is the best way to introduce well, a topic, and it's, you want to have it presented also in, in the best way, not only for discussion, but for the sake of those that are going to hear it. Yeah, yeah, and uh, he's done quite a bit on it. I need to catch up uh, research on it. I need to mm-hmm. get caught up to speed on it, on this uh, certain issue. Uh, it, uh, um, he seems to be a pioneer in <laughs> looking into and finding another pi- uh, finding a local pioneer who um, has uh, researched an issue on um, our well, our, our financial um, the financial status of on a local level how how. Mm. Uh, how you might say that we're we're being um, asked to pay more in taxes than uh, is necessary, uh, far more than is necessary, unless you're planning for some cataclysmic event such as a prolonged um, nuclear winter, for example. <laughs> you know, for, well, yeah, but, but the, uh, the, that's well, just a just a little tease there. I, I don't want to get into right. into that too long. But what's a, a, well, well, there's always two sets of books. There's the what is it the something annual report and then there's the one that everybody sees there's the oh yeah you're talking about the comprehensive comprehensive annual financial, yeah comprehensive uh-huh. annual report which yeah, we'll include everything that. versus what they always present to the public and the public thinks well this is the financial report but is it the regular financial report or is it the comprehensive and there's often a three to one ratio difference in other words what you're seeing mm-hmm. on the regular one is a th- maybe a third if you're lucky yeah. of what's yeah, actually there well, well we'll have to get into that and there's a lot of exciting oh. news on that front but um yeah on the next show also since frank brought it up i i need to mention and uh make the announcement once again in this hour that we'll be having willow lamont folk gardener a folk herbalist joining us as a guest in the second hour on uh, the september 3rd liberation station and uh, she'll be talking a lot about uh, cultivation companion planting uh, beneficial insects uh, we don't want to uh, we actually don't want to go killing the insects in our garden and uh, and safe composting the things that you don't want to compost because they might um, things like uh, bleached or dyed um, paper or uh, banana peels as she was telling me and uh, some other things that aren't safe to uh, to compost because they might have uh, pesticide residue on them and hmm. And uh, how to uh, keep your uh, probiotics or good bacteria in your soil growing, uh, that's a very important part of gardening. So she'll be uh, joining us on the September 3rd Liberation Station, and you can uh, go to show guests on uh, the top of the liberationstation.com and uh, read all about her and get her contact information. She's based in Valrico, Florida. Now uh, I'm going to shift gears a little bit here, talking about uh, the... The uh, 10 things that are missing from Obama's health care reform debate from Natural News, an article written August 20th by Mike Adams, the health ranger and Natural News editor. Well, uh, 
I should first point out that uh, that Obama has changed his uh, his story, speaking um, this past week, uh, coming out most uh, strongly this past week against the uh, the public option for uh, for health for health care, and uh, let's see what I'm I'm just uh, trying to locate his his quote here, uh, but. Um, yeah, he, he, he uh, pardon me, I am a little bit <laughs> at a loss for, where did I put my note, where did those notes go? And I think it'd be easier when I keep them on computer sometimes, but uh, I guess not. But, um, yeah, so uh, we, we had uh, Obama um, saying at, at a town hall meeting a couple, of, about uh, five or six days ago, saying that uh, the public option, the government option for health care is not the be-all, end-all of health care reform. And we had uh, Kathleen Sebelius over the weekend, also uh, over the pa this past uh, weekend, uh, or the two weekends ago, the, the weekend of August 15th and 16th, 2009, saying, uh, she's the director of the HHS, Kathleen Sebelius said that the public plan is not essential and it's not needed. And uh, we had stirrings of this back in June when Obama went to Moscow, and uh, we have the knife-wielding, dead fish-sending uh, Secretary of <laughs> uh, Secretary of State, um, or is he Chief of Staff? I got him confused. No, he's a uh, he's a uh, Chief mm. of Staff. You mean Rahm Emanuel? Yes, Rahm Emanuel <laughs> sending, or he, he's a dead fish-sending, uh, notorious uh, knife-wielding, or he's saying die, die, die after uh, the Clinton. He helped the Clintons get elected, and uh, stabbing a piece of paper on a desk repeatedly after mention after naming off of the uh, Clintons' rivals. So that's to what I'm referring. Well, hmm. back in June when Obama went to Moscow, uh, Ob um, Rahm Emanuel, the uh, chief of staff, said that the the, uh, uh, the public plan was expendable. So the, the public health care option was expendable, and then o Obama had to announce from Moscow that uh, the contrary uh, is true, that he, he, was, he would never um, consider abandoning his campaign promise of a mm. single-payer plan or uh, at least a, an, a public option. Well, you know, now that you mention it, I think uh, it's important to uh, point out, I was looking at some articles, and I think I brought them up. I'm not sure if we have a chance to look at them. Uh, one from a couple from England showing how great and i had seen recently some other ones from uh, canada uh -huh. talking about canada i saw an article this week canada's healthcare system was on the verge of collapse but they want us to think oh well we're going to model it after the canadian healthcare and that's so wonderful and then you have the uh, british healthcare system and there's an article i pulled up earlier from uh i think it was the mail online and you, there was a situation earlier this week where there was something like four thousand women had to give birth in the hallways because there yeah. simply weren't enough beds. It's one of the articles I pulled up there. Yeah. And there was another guy. Uh, there was a man who was recovering from surgery, having had a like a appendix attack, even after he had had the surgery to remove his appendix. And afterwards, he had appendectomy. After having had an appendectomy, he had a, a appendix attack. So what did they really do when they operate on them? I mean, that's the sort of situation you're dealing with. Now, I've been through something like that myself, so I can... Maybe left a surgical device inside him, or who can... You can only wonder. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, 
and we also have the VA, you know, messing up. Those. These are great examples of, of government-run mm-hmm. health care. Uh, oh, yeah, there you go. Just picture the Veterans Administration medical care writ large. Everybody gets that level of care. And if you know anyone who's gone through VA medical care and the horror stories there, that's going to be nationalized. It causes them. It causes vets to commit suicides. And luckily, uh, his, the historical event happened this past November, 2008, where the VA finally admitted that Gulf War syndrome actually exists. It's not mm-hmm. psychosomatic. It's not in your head. It exists. But uh, they're trying to say that it's not attributable to some of the actual events, like uh, the blowing up the weapons depot at Camasilla, a lot of the things that Mm -hmm. came out in the Regal report of the uh, exposure of the chemical and biologicals that we gave to Saddam Hussein that uh, he apparently used because the uh, detectors were, the alarms were going off all over the place. That's covered in the Regal report. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, getting back to this point of, of how the, the left and the right are, are basically the same, or you know, they just want to force us into the health, the hands, the the loving hands of the health insurance industry, yep. and uh, it's the know, Hegelian it, dialectic at work. Uh-huh. You, you know, have you have the two uh, false choices. The Republicans in in uh, the the houses of Congress calling the the Republicans are causing calling the Democrats so fascists. I mean, socialists, and the Democrats are causing, calling the Republicans fascists. Mm-hmm. And then I hear, it's amazing to hear. Let's uh, let's see if Nazi Pelosi has an armband. I mean, you know, you know, what me worry. And then I, I was amazing that I heard today on the radio um, somebody who I normally don't listen to, uh, as repulsive as he is. But I was in the shower and, and didn't oh, have no. any other options, so don't I turned on it. the radio. It was, it was uh, Sean Hannity, and he said that oh. people are having government derangement syndrome, and he's using the word derangement in a different sense than he used it in the term Bush derangement syndrome, as many of the other talk show hosts like to use. That people just don't like Bush. Well, on then there, of course, there's Obama derangement syndrome if you don't like Obama. Well, I just made that up. But okay, so we have Hannity. I just heard today uh, it was a rebroadcast of um, the earlier show, by the way. And he said he calls it government derangement syndrome, where you you have the uh, the the people um, uh, people are worried about uh, uh, government, so that, you know they, they have just a general distrust of government. Well, why doesn't he call it Obama derangement syndrome? I mean, he's to- using it in a totally different sense. Well, it's obvious because Hannity's rather partisan, and and uh, gosh, it's now there's been talk. I just heard this past week on another show that uh, he, him being uh, elected for the next pre- or nominated for the next president. And then I heard another show uh, talk show host saying that um, Hannity. Uh, this is a talk show host uh, yeah. on Sunday nights on uh, the same station locally here and the uh, Tampa Bay area and uh, this uh, this talk show host on Sunday nights um, can't remember his name uh, the next caller uh, Zolt will tell us but uh, he said that he would be the attorney general that uh, Hannity promised to make him the attorney general if Hannity were elected president I mean this is nuts I just can't believe these hosts are conspiring against the American people on the air <laughs> that would be the, awake. that would be deranged government syndrome yeah yeah i think he has dyslexia but uh in any case uh before he drops uh and the show ends so we have uh, zolt on the line hello hey zolt how are you good how you doing great thank you who who, who would i know <laughs> yeah who is on sunday nights you were telling me uh to tune into uh oh uh, billy um cunningham billy cunningham 
Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a little firecracker. Yeah, he is. You know, he's got he's got some some truth, but he doesn't have he doesn't have all of it. You know, bless his a little warmonger. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you you have to take what you know and go with it. And I think sometimes exactly. if you don't have it all, then go with what you do. And I champion the part of him that's uh, lined up with what uh, what uh, we know as truth as as patriots. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. Um, yeah, I, I was just but, curious about that because he was saying, "Hey, I'm going to be your next attorney general," and it just scares the heck out of me to, you know, have these talk show hosts. And then uh, a lot of them early a few couple of years ago were given uh, tours at the White House. Uh, I remember there was like Neil Bortz and Hannity and Limbaugh and one or two others. I'm sure maybe Beck and uh, o- O'Reilly, O'Reilly, and uh, uh, missing one or two. I think there, yeah, there, there's um, uh, I, I, not to get too sidetracked. Uh, Hugh Hewitt, I think, was another one, but uh, it's just scary to have these members of media briefed on uh, at the White House like that, and they won't even talk about what went on there. And now they're talking about becoming president. I, yeah, well, hey, it's you know, just an incestuous relationship between media and politics. You know, I actually met Hugh Hewitt, and uh, it was while I was working at the DNC convention for a different uh, outfit. I was just doing a contract at the time and I met Hugh Hewitt and I had his book he had written at the time which was uh, something about destroying the Democrats you know in the title and at the time I was thinking oh this guy's great I'm gonna get his autograph and he just, he just looked at me and says what are you doing here if you've got my book I'm like hey I gotta work for these people you know it doesn't mean I agree with them but at the time I was convinced that you know Democrats bad Republicans good or at least mostly good right now that i see things better i start to realize you know they're all on the same side what do you think Zolt? uh i i agree with that steve right dennis dennis i mean excuse me yeah i agree i agree with you um and you know do you listen to um uh billy cunningham dennis no actually i don't get to listen to uh a whole lot of am uh myself i have to listen to the the webcasts to re- download it and re-listen to it later uh right. his... well he replaced matt drudge you know matt drudge had um popper sunday night show he was he was good he got a lot of controversy you know he's just oh okay i remember i used to i i think i i never really got into matt drudge's show i mean it, you know his website you was take pro- him with a grain of salt but you know yeah. he's got he's, he's like limbo he's you know you got to take what you can get from him that's that's yeah. True, you know. It's. I think it was a toss-up for me between listening to him or um, Michael Savage, and I didn't like either one. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes they're good. Um, so anyhow, well, I wanted to talk about um, Senator Kennedy, um, the Patriot representative. Um, the swimmer. Uh, Grayson and the, uh, and the Florida representative. Uh, Warhawk uh, Billarakis. So okay. back the the Kennedy Kennedy. Uh, well, I've got I've got um, C-SPAN on in the background with the sound off, and I'm watching the people file past his casket at the Kennedy Library. I have been to that library, um, by yeah. the way, and it is really spectacular. It is beautiful. I mean, it's I mean, if you're if you're a Kennedy Democrat. Um, you you it'd be worth the trip just just for that. I mean, that's the, the how, casket. Not the casket. Oh, he means the, the uh, Kennedy Library. library. <laughs> oh, I got gotcha. you. The Kennedy Library is actually on the jet of land Just, in Dorchester in Mass. I used to right. go to school at UMass briefly awesome. until uh, Billy Bulger became president, at which point I started to wake up. It's going yeah. back a ways. Well, um, 
Chris, don't you think it's ironic? Um, remember when, um, I think it was a couple weeks, end of October last year, when um, um, Obama went to Hawaii, to, was it to visit his mom or his grandmom that was in the hospital? Yeah, yeah, he went there just before. And, uh, and then, was it the, which one was it, the mother or the grandmother? One of his grandmothers, I think. Yeah, I think it was one of and his. Then one of, and, then, and then they conveniently died just before the election. You know, they... Yep. Of course, they could have chimed in on the on the Kenyan birth controversy, mm-hmm. and now he's up here. A uh, flash forward to uh, to this week, he's up here in High um, um, Martha's Vineyard, and um, I know Kennedy was sick, but it was it was kind of convenient that he died while he was up there. You know, we've got to get this guy on a whirlwind tour. Then he tour. can switch over and call up the Kennedy Health Bill and get all that emotional sympathy. So, well, I mean, yeah, I don't they, know. Maybe they, maybe no, you they know, speed we, up his uh, expiration. Who knows? No, what we need to do is call that the Mary Jo Care Bill. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, you know the death panels. Get as much that mileage out of that as we can. That it wouldn't get passed. That would be a good thing. Exactly. Well, they, they tried to say, uh, that some of them I've heard have said, uh, if we had already passed this health bill, then we could have taken care of, we could have uh, diagnosed his his cancer earlier. I mean, that's nonsense because it wouldn't have been any uh, of any use to any congressman. It doesn't apply to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it's, and it's kind of strange that all these creeps are dying. Oh, pardon me. I'm going to get some calls now or <laughs> some, some, some get, writing into this. going to get a wrist slap yeah. there soon. Well, you know, but uh, they, they're dying of brain cancer. Uh, the people like uh, Robert Novak and uh, such pro-war hawks as, as he and Kennedy is, uh, I don't see too much redeeming that, that he could have. Yeah. I mean, Josh, he just didn't speak out of, against any of his, any of the deaths, any of the obvious assassinations in his family. And, and uh, he's, mm, he was a good soldier. He did his job exactly. And uh, what yeah. that, uh, uh, Burmas pointed that out yesterday. He said, "Don, if I was in the family, I would have said something." You know, and I, I've always thought about that. Anybody in the Kennedy family, from from Jacqueline to Teddy to um, to Robert, any of them, they, they all they had to do was call an impromptu press conference, and boom, they could have they could have saved. Um, so much uh, death and heartache uh, for this nation and this world. I believe that. I agree with you. Well, actually, yeah. having I just moved down never here. Never spoke up. Yeah. Well, they didn't exercise their First Amendment right. My God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you have to understand with the, with uh, with Ted. And that is, the, in, in Massachusetts, the way things work are not quite the way you would think. The reason he was able to stay in power for as long as he was, I mean, he wasn't that popular. He really wasn't. There were There's pockets of his popularity, but the reason that he was able to stay in power for as long as he did is when he was home, for the most part, he kept his mouth shut. And when he spoke out, it was on national issues. And that, mm-hmm. I think, is really the reason... They didn't, uh, I mean, he didn't have as much outcry against him. I mean, yeah, he did some things that were bad. And probably, he wasn't, probably was effective. Yeah, I mean, you, you, he understood his audience. And he was pretty much liked. I, I mean, for all intents and purposes, aside from the, the, the bad things he did do, interpersonally, he probably had a lot of friends on the Hill. And they probably knew he was a tiger on the issues but personally, he was probably well-liked for a good reason. And a lot of these, these politicians, I mean, they can be personal if you're having a conversation like we are. But on an issue where they're for or against it, they're like a tiger. And in his case, he really was. Well, I wanted to talk about um, Grayson. Um, 
Yeah, um, about Representative Alan Grayson, who, who uh, earlier exactly. this year was questioning Bernanke. I met him at the um, August 7th in Orlando at the um, Campaign for Liberty conference where they had um, Ron Paul. Mm -hmm. Ron Paul, Ron Paul, by the way, signed my end um, end of Fed. Ron Paul was right poster. Congratulations! Oh, yeah, that's a, and then wow, what a and then Grayson was there, and he he spoke too. Let me tell you, Grayson got standing uh, O and whoops and hollers. For, you know, he got he got like five minutes. You know, whoops and hollers because everybody knew who yeah, he was. They he scored. The they knew what he did. He scored such a good hit when he was asking, "Well, you don't know to what foreign banks you're not going to. You don't know what foreign banks you're giving this money to, and well, yeah, they need to be. New Zealand needed to be bailed out. And, he skewered a sacred cow. Well, he was a hero at that time. By the way, that that um that um summit that Liber now Florida um Liberty Summit campaign for Liberty, it was it was packed. The uh, room they had was filled, and um. Um, I think I sent you the uh, YouTube of, of his um, talk there. Um, mm -hmm. But um, yeah, we'll anyhow, have to get it into was, that. It was really good, and and he's very popular. And um, so uh, I, I was glad to see him there. It was it was a big thrill to see him associating with Ron Paul. And we wish him many more happy reelections. Absolutely. And then finally, I wanted to mention about the wonderful Bill Arrakis, uh, or what, how do you say is it, Bill Bill Arrakis? Anyhow, he's having his fourth annual um, military fair at East Lake High School in Tarpon Springs this Saturday, and um, I, and of course I got this information from the St. Pete for Peace dot org mm -hmm. website. I'm on their email list, and um, there, there's there's going to be a peace demonstration um, from Vets for Peace, St. Pete for Peace, um, We Are Change, anybody else, any other patriot who wants to come out. An exercise of First Amendment right and protest. Um, his uh, he, he's they're promoting military recruitment at a high school, and last year they had guns there and um, a gun dealer there. And um, according to the St. Um, Pete for Peace, it's uh, not legal to have guns on school property. It is so if you're the ones enforcing the rules. Uh, okay. Well, yeah, yeah, right. Wink, wink. Of course. No, it could be an exercise. They could be finding how the children are reacting. Some maybe some impromptu kind of a federal so FEMA exercise. So I uh, both of you and all your listeners to come out and protest because I was there last year and it was wonderful. There was a huge, um, huge uh, bunch of people demonstrating, patriots demonstrating against against it, and we got a lot of response. And there was like. I uh, know Channel 9 was there, and um, I think 10 was there as well. So um, it's 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. this Saturday, August 29th, at Eastlake High School in Tarpon Springs. So get out there if you're a patriot and you want to exercise your um, First Amendment right and promote peace. Get out there. Well, sounds good. It sounds like an, uh, an event I'll be at. Because, uh, Both of Yeah, we don't – well, uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure and if he has a... <laughs> if you need it. And, uh, well, thanks. Yeah, well, it's going to be really... He just really found out about it. But, um, yeah, it, sound, it sounds like uh, they just wanted to... Like ROTC wants to, you know, encroach on... Uh, you know, in, pa in the past, wanted to try to recruit. And, and it seems like now they just want to show their presence and their force, I think, when they bring weapons on 
on campus that they want to show that yeah this is your weapon you're going to be char- this is going to be your weapon if you join us and and sign away your life and oh you know they've been caught so many times these recruiters lying through their teeth and saying oh you won't be uh, deployed to Iraq for example and then they get deployed to Iraq or wherever they don't want to go well notice it's all it's all about programming uh, especially the young minds i mean why why else would you have such a situation there at a high school? I mean, these are young, impressionable minds, and those are the kind of people they want to recruit to be into the military, to be in... Remember, they don't call it a uniform for nothing. They're mm-hmm. they're molding people into one cohesive unit, and they want... They've they've spent all this time over the years getting kids used to this idea. The only people that should have guns are military and police. Everybody else right, is right. bad. You can yeah. trust them. Well, you thanks, trust thanks them, yeah. for uh, telling us about that at East Lake High School in uh, Tarpon Springs, protesting the military recruitment there on this campus Saturday this Saturday. At um, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m., I got a new sign that says, Tell the Truth, Question Authority, War is Racket. Great. Right. Uh, yeah, bring up those, bring out those handmade signs and let them know that you're an individual and not... And the other side says, No to fascism, yes to the power of informed citizens. Great. Over and out, guys. Thanks a lot. Great. Thank you. Thanks, Zolt. Great show. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. A member of the grassroots there. And uh, well, in the last few minutes here, I'm going to mention that uh, I can't mention in full or read these uh, articles I wanted to. Or I mentioned earlier about the FDIC, although they can be uh, found at Smart Money and uh, smartmoney.com and um, CNN or money.cnn.com about uh, uh, the number of institutions the government's so called problem bank lists surpassed 400 in the latest quarter, climbing to its highest level in 15 years, according to a government report published Thursday. That's the CNN. And uh, going back to smart money, I'm going to quote uh, what they say here. Uh, now it's becoming clear that the FDIC has its limits, according to an August 23rd report by Richard Bove, the vice president of equity research at Rochdale Securities. Another 150 to 200 banks may fail in the aftermath of the credit crunch yet, and if they do, the FDIC could need more money to secure its consumer deposits. So uh, That number is way underestimated. Yeah. And- the, uh, Another uh, website you can, people can go to is theinternationalforecaster.com, and that's F-O-R-E-Caster.com. That's uh, Bob Chapman's website. He's, a, mm-hmm. he's, he's not afraid to tell, tell it like right. it is. He's, he's a great financial advisor. Yeah. So uh, I wanted to finish up uh, the last few uh, minutes of the show here, uh, 10 Things That Are Missing from Obama's Health Care Reform Debate by uh, Mike Adams, uh, natural news editor, Uh, This uh, article dated August 20th, you can't fix one broken system by replacing it with another broken system. Sure, the current healthcare system of that's, quote, that's a pre-existing condition, end quote, insurance companies, employer-funded health insurance and miserable Medicaid is a public health disaster. But if we're going to fix the system, we have to come up with something that actually addresses the root cause of disease in America. The current health care reform debate in Washington is really just a distraction, a ploy to keep everyone focused on all the wrong topics while quietly refusing to talk about the big issues that threaten the health of an entire nation. Here are the top 10 things missing from Obama's health care reform plan and often absent from the debate. Number one, ending the FDA suppression of natural cures and safe, effective nutritional supplements. Now, I need to add to that the FDA should uh, give us health freedom. Go to websites like Health Freedom US. 
usa.info and uh, allow us to use things that are uh, not approved for human use. And uh, once that's allowed, perhaps doctors could administer anything that uh, they wish rather than being restricted by the FDA's uh, choices um, and regulations, arbitrary regulations as to what is uh, suitable for human use and not. Continuing with the article, number two, initiate a real investment in public education to teach people about how to prevent disease with nutrition. And uh, what I would add to that is that doctors need to administer a nutritional blood analysis, be just a little bit more alternatively oriented while avoiding uh, many torts in doing so. That's one uh, test that they often don't, um, they don't uh, prescribe, but uh, they'll often uh, prescribe other tests that are damaging. They uh, consider preventative care to be uh, damaging and deadly vaccinations and uh, damaging tests that often have uh, radioactive ingredients and carcinogenic ingredients in the imaging agents they make you they, they make you swallow for these X, uh, x-ray or for the MRIs and CAT scans. Sometimes they aren't necessary. Well, uh, you've been listening to the Liberation Station. We'll pick up this and other issues on the next show. You can uh, tune in uh, next week at 9 o'clock or uh, go to the website at theliberationstation.com. All take great care.